So yes, in DC there's troubling history, like the neighborhood crews such as the A-Team, the Gangster Chronicles, and then their names such as Gleesh, G-L-E-E-S-H, Nathaniel McQuinn L, The Hills of DC, a guy named C-Dub from Park Chester, Southeast Washington, D.C. And he had a guy named Orlando uh, from Chesapeake Street, um, Southeast. You know, you have the K Street crew, the 1st and Kennedy Street crew, um, Javier Card, um, J-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-R-D. And then, um, within that gangster type of world, you know, you have the Lorton, the old Lorton Jail, um, DC black inmates, you know, like the DC Jail. You have the one through four uptown. Versus Gerard one through seven, Uptown Bloody Wars. Um, like some people call it one through four song. And so those are the type of things in DC that have caused a lot of issues. Um, the organized crime part. So what I also wanted to share was this from my heart. So y'all can really hear me. When I was in organized crime against my will, of course, there were people who would sometimes disrespect women. It could be trying to sexually assault them. The big gang of guys against a woman or two women. Sometimes more than two women. It could be a gang of guys trying to rape a gang of women. When I say gang of women, I'm not saying street gangs. I mean a group of women. Now, a gang of dudes is actually a street gang of dudes. And what I would do was... I remember stoning those guys. Literally stoning them. Picking up rocks and picking up stones and picking up bricks, picking up pep, you know, little, like, even glass. I remember picking up glass, picking up bottles, and throwing them at the guys, and the guys would have um, bloody noses, teeth that were just yanked out, a bloody mouth, Foaming at the mouth, black eyes, busted lips, and just bruised up face because it's kept throwing it at him hard because I was so distraught by what I was seeing. And they were all just knocked out by what I was throwing at them. In the streets, I know for certain I never killed anybody because... All the street people that would see what would happen, they were like, man, so-and-so, you got it into it with all these 
group of, you know, these group of, you know, folks you got into it with or trying to get into it with you, they, you know, they, they survive and they just staying away from you forever. They're like, man, Antonio, whoo, man, danger, danger. I got to stay, I got to stay, stay, stay away, stay away. Um, and so they all survived. They all did. Some were permanently, you know, weren't able to. Well, a lot could. Some were able to walk again. A handful couldn't. Some had to get surgeries. Some had to get plastic surgeries. And, uh,. Some stayed in the hospital more than other people. And some could not live um, by themselves anymore. They needed, um, you know, nursing caregivers. Some were able to live on their own. And uh, some walked with a limp the rest of their lives. Some couldn't run. Most could run. Most could walk. But that's why I'm not glorifying any of that. It was just very dangerous organized crime. Those, those things happened about eight times in terms of me being completely by myself and seeing these, seeing separate gang of dudes gang up on a group of women that happened eight times in the in the um, not too far from downtown DC but in the seedy areas of DC you know those areas where if you stay too long you might start worrying about your safety yeah, it was in the that particular area that happened about eight times. And um I thought about this so deeply this morning and it doesn't bring me any joy at all to even mention it Washington, D.C., 
some some of them I interacted with from uh, the Eddie Leonard place, Bladensburg Road, Northeast, in Washington, D.C. And um, interactions tended to be pleasant. Um, I spent most of my time in the hood. And the hood welcomed me. I was in the hood in Washington, D.C. You got the hood in the Northwest. You got the hood Northeast. You got the hood in um, Southwest. Got the hood in Southeast. There's the hood in many different neighborhoods in D.C. And in the hood areas, the areas that people call the ghetto, they they received me well because, again, I was known as the cool cat person. Let me explain to you one more time what a cool cat is. A cool cat is a fashionable person. Um, someone funny, cool, entertaining chill person people find you know one who is at ease self-assured one who's calm and composed in interactions with others one who is hip one who is funky fresh one who is just people love to be around and hang around so that's why i was popular in the hood and um not glorifying anything, I'm just saying, you know, how things really, really went down. Um, I remember seeing, you know, these interactions tend to be friendly. I was the guy that you know, women introduce other women too. And they bond the fact that we both know Antonio. So it's basically um we all got along, we hung out together, I chilled at their homes, went places with them. They they took me to gatherings where they had, you know, their friend gatherings, family gatherings. Family gatherings, you know, friend, family gatherings. Family's a new word now. Um, that was just the organized crime world I grew up. I was forced to grow up in. And as for the DC street games, it was either ran by Latinos and Black Indigenous women of color. They, they raped me, including, like, the workers tended to be, um, like, those within these gangs, in terms of females, tended to be Latina girls, Latina women. Um, it tended to be Black Indigenous girls of color and Black Indigenous women of color. And in these D.C. street gangs, some are ran by dudes. It tends to be ran by black indigenous men of color and Latino men. But you also had Latino boys and um, 
you had um, black and indigenous boys of color. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, yeah, Latina girls too. I remember. Some were, some of the people working with us were white men and white boys, white girls and white women as a part of these gangs. And, um, that's what I wanted to clarify. Was there racist organized crime? Yeah. Pay disparities. Um... You know, they all called each other racial slurs. All of them did. Well, most of them did. Most of them did. Um, Were there hate crimes? Yeah. Because of someone's race. It wasn't just white people doing it. It was black folks, some of them. Latino, the Latin community, some of them. I remember seeing that happen. Um, Organized crime is just inherently hateful. And I would see these things in D.C. street gangs, some some of it. Um, That's really all I have to say. Um, really about to say about organized crime life. Well, there's a little bit more. Last thing I wanted to talk about was I remember plantations. I remember there were women and children in plantations like the outskirts of town. Organized crime can be in Amish areas, not to disrespect Amish people. Uh, organized crime can be in the country, the city, the state, the nation, the continent, um, the tribes, um, the cultures, the inner city, the suburbs, the hood, downtown, the outskirts of town, the middle of nowhere. Crime, I saw crime happen all over those places. So I saw unofficial plantations it wasn't like a certified plantation like it was in slavery they, it was an abandoned building that they used for plantations and so it was men who owned these plantations and the women and children worked so you know the whole cotton you know the crops that they wanted to flourish Cotton, coffee, tea, cocoa, sugarcane, opium, sea salt, oil seeds, oil palms, fruits, rubber trees, forest trees. um, Plantation houses. These were actual plantation houses. And it was 
criminal men who own these abandoned buildings and made the plantation houses. And they thought these, in their mind, these are substantial farmhouses. They didn't, they didn't have the vocabulary to say it, but I'm just saying that's how they felt. And um, it's quite grand, expensive architectural works. I mean, it reminds you, it was exactly like the antebellum plantations. Yeah, that's where they grew tobacco, everything. And I, and I saw enslaved women, enslaved children working on these plantations. Yeah, these what these criminal men did. Most were white, some were black, some were like some were black men, and some were Latino men. Then there was a flip side. You had plantation. Um, some of the women were plantation owners, and they recreated slavery. They thought, man, what they had when in slavery, we gotta make sure we stick it to men. We gotta stick it to women. They sometimes organized crime likes to recreate the atrocities of way back when. So in um, in organized crime, the one I grew up in, forced to grow up in, um, there was the. Um, There was, uh, let me get back. Okay. There was the men being owned by women. These women were black, indigenous women of color. No, black women, men, no. And Latinas. When I say Latinas, that means a grown Latin woman. Um, a few of them were white women. And then some of the men who ran the plantation field them were white men. And they owned men and boys. And the men and boys were black or indigenous or Latin or white. Some were a little bit Asian. Some were Asian. Some of the men who were on this plantation were Asian. I just remember they did that to it was kind of like in the I think it was not too far from Chesapeake Bay. I saw this a few times. Yeah, they just wanted to control people. They Remember them saying, what they did in slavery, we got to do that. Let's find these abandoned buildings. Let's find these outskirts of town. And let's have women, like, do stuff and men do stuff for us. And boys and, and girls do stuff for us. Because with the girls, they were black, Latin, Asian, um, white, and... Uh, and indigenous. Some indigenous women, some indigenous men, some indigenous persons in general. It was a sprinkle of everybody. In terms of just all this oppression. I saw that a few times. I didn't I didn't see it a whole lot. Just 
here and there. Some parts of organized crime you see a handful of times. Other parts of organized crime you see a lot. Other parts of crime you barely see. Other parts of organized crime you see all the time. So I was just acknowledging, like, you know, they were... They weren't really landowners, but they made it look like they were, but they were making a lot of money. And, um... They were enslaved human beings and uh, informal planters, if you will. And informal farmers, if you will. Um... Some of the abandoned buildings they're able to turn into nice buildings, you know, looking resembling mansions. And some they're like, nah, we're gonna be low key and keep it an abandoned building, but it's gonna look amazing on the inside. But if we make it look like garbage on the outside, the cops won't get to us. It's just all weird. And, um,. That is something that I just had to get out. So, basically all types of abuses happen. You had buck breaking, you know, you had, um, this happening you had slave breeding on these organized crime plantations it's basically slave breeding of slave owners slave breeding was a practice of slave owners to systematically force reproduction of enslaved people to increase their profits and include coerced sexual relations between enslaved Men and women or girls, forced pregnancy of enslaved women and girls, favoring women or young girls who could produce a relatively large number of children. The objective was to increase the number of slaves without incurring the cost of purchase. And it fell in labor shortages. I saw all that happen in organized crime too. That was the most profound abuse I ever saw. And of course you did see um, physical and sexual abuse happening in private and out in the open in public. You would hear screams, you would hear um, domestic violence, intimate partner violence. All these things happen not to just, not just patriarchally but sometimes women raping men women raping boys um women raping girls and then you had men raping boys men raping women men raping girls and sometimes violence happened to everybody physical violence physical assaults physical abuse happened to everybody everybody was sexually abused um yeah you would hear arguments and screaming and fussing and fighting and 
cussing each other out, calling each other names, playing the dozens, having joning contests, you know, insulting each other, all that. Organized crime, in a nutshell, has its Maury show moments that I saw, Jerry Springer show moments that I saw, the Steve Wilco show moments that I saw, just all the reality TV, trash TV, all that stuff. Plus, you had, um... Flogging. There were floggings in private and public. Whippings in public and private. And, um... Did anything ever happen to me? Raped a couple of times, but I didn't stay long. It was just what I saw. Some criminals had me see it, then they were like, all right, we're going to drive off. Or sometimes they had me tour the place, I would see it, but, you know, they had me stay a little bit, and that's how I got, you know, raped, you know, infrequently, like maybe twice. And for the most part, I would just see things. And then they turned and drop off. It was weird. Um, some in organized crime on these specific plantations, there was forced mating, sexual violations, um... Arranged marriages, cousin marriages, forced marriages, cousin marriages. um, And in that world, yeah, you did have overseers. You had um, masters and mistresses. Everyone was treated as... Chattel, robotic, machinery, property, thinghood, itemhood, objecthood. That's how we were all seeing. Second class citizenship, um, subjugation not even considered real citizens. All that happened in order of um, organized crime. My last thing I'm going to say about that part of my life was there were children of the plantation in our organized crime world. You did have offspring born to slaves by their masters. That's how you identify the offspring between the two. Um, You know, rape babies were born into organized crime slavery. Routinely, the slave's owner uh, could be one of the owner's relatives or the overseer. Just all the stuff that in multiracial kids and then slave trading, all that stuff that happened. Um, Some of the kids were treated well and some weren't. All the stuff that happened in American slavery 
I saw it being reenacted and created in the world of organized crime. All the bad things you can think about legal American slavery was recreated when it came to that part of organized crime that I saw. I want to make it clear that um, in regards to the age disparity in sexual relationships, um, I must clear it up and say that when it comes to my life on camera, porn performing, and off camera, you know, my other sex life, the age disparities in sexual relationships, also known as the age gaps, will never and are never criminal, perverted, disgusting, easily arousing, anger, and, and um, easily um, and effortlessly provoking you know, societal wrath, those things will never and never come into fruition. I just want to say that for the majority of people in the world. You know, some people always dislike, but I will never put myself in any um, sexually unwholesome situations. I'll never do that to other people. I don't let that be done to me. So I'm wise when it comes to age disparities in sexual relationships. I have the clarity, the discernment, and the prudence to go about it correctly. Um, so that I just wanted to say that so people know my heart. And um, that needed to be cleared up for sure. I do look forward to participating in the ethical porn world in the forms of Balesa House, Balesa Films, Balesa Blind Date, Bell Says, Balesa Zero to Hero, and Balesa House Part. I look forward to having my porn movies featured on Balesa. In a nutshell, when it comes to uh, the five-year-old in me and the adult me, that explains the fluctuating fluidity when it comes to feelings of theism, feelings of atheism, and feelings of agnosticism. Because when you apply for myself, Blackness, autism, organized crime, a broken family, dysfunctional home. An overcomer of sex trafficking as a child and being forced to sell drugs and run numbers. 
and tote a gun and shoot dice and overcome mental health challenges and racism and ableism and adult supremacy. When you try, when you pl- um, recognize all those trauma concepts that I that happened to me, now you understand why it's not simplistic when it comes to um, myself and the concept of God.